mutants and welcome back to season two of the mutation station where we embrace the marvels of genetic mutations i'm mish and i'm your mutant and i've missed you and i hope you are keen for what's coming up in the next 10 episodes of season two now look i know we've already looked at chimerism in season one episode four And just to remind you that chimerism is a fascinating biological phenomenon in which an organism is composed of cells derived from two or more distinct genetic origins. It can occur when an embryo absorbs or incorporates cells from a sibling embryo during early development. Or it can occur naturally when the egg or sperm that form the embryo contains cells with different genetic makeups, resulting in a single embryo with a mix of genetic material. Now, I wanted to revisit this because some of you did reach out last time after I asked the question at the end of the episode if I should be tested for chimerism due to a host of symptoms and conditions I have. And the answer was yes, yes, I should. So I took it to my doctor and she felt there was enough kookiness in my medical history and current conditions to warrant pursuing this. So I wanted to not only take you on this journey with me about what it involves to get getting tested because it's quite complicated, but to also dispel some myths as there are only three living confirmed natural chimeras, ones that were born like this, remembering that science can create a chimera via organ transplant and that there are only a 100 recorded in medical literature throughout history. There does seem to be a lot of people on social media claiming to be chimeras. I've just I've just changed the, the wording there. I'm pretty sure it's chimera, but I just naturally di- uh, default to chimera. So apologies for that. Don't come at me. So I want to set the record straight because even with all my conditions and symptoms, I can't call myself a chimera until a geneticist confirms it. No one can. So how did I get here? Well, I will say, first of all, get yourself a really good general practitioner. I have. I have the best. But even after years of symptoms and various conditions, my old GP never thought to take things further with my symptoms. So everything was just um, treated individually rather than thinking maybe there's something behind this. So I wanted to go through a few of the issues I'm dealing with. And if you look up chimerism on social media, a lot of these singular issues people are dealing with and, and are claiming that this makes them a chimera, it does not. Here are some of my issues. So I have a pituitary gland tumor, which is a fairly common tumor, but I also have a very rare one, and it's called a Rathke's cleft cyst. They are super rare and usually only discovered in autopsy. So I'm going to do an episode on this uh, on its own later. However, what's rarer still is to have the two coexisting like BFFs inside my brain. A Rathke's cyst is an embryonic remnant, so I see a specialist for these. And then seven years ago, I had a massive lump removed from my ovary. My surgeon had it checked for hair and teeth. I know this is really gross, sorry. Um, It did not contain these though. However, the tissue was odd enough for my doctor to ask my permission to take it to Sydney Uni to discuss amongst his peers. Back then I was drugged up and didn't really care and gave my permission when I should have really asked for visiting rights. I don't know the outcome of what happened to it as my doctor retired shortly after. I don't know, perhaps ran away to Vegas with my twin, who knows. I've had multiple reproductive and menstrual issues my entire life. And again, no one thought to delve deeper into this. Um, I had, I've had endometriosis. I've had multiple miscarriages. My OB thought that I may only be expelling the female embryo, which was reacting with, some, with, was reacting with me somehow. I've just had serious reproductive issues all my life. 
I also have full heterochromia with one complete brown and one complete green eye. This does not mean chimerism and I'll get to that later. I also have a bizarre autoimmune response down the left side and only ever the left side of my body. I get these bizarre bubbles that pop up on my thumb, shoulder and foot. And it's not eczema. They are larger bubbles than eczema and hives, but smaller than blisters. They're not itchy at all. They're just these bizarre little bubbles that pop up. Anyway, we're going to focus on the bubbles after my genetic testing and see if we can find out what they are, or perhaps the testing will let me know. I also have this really bizarre patch of red skin on my left side of my abdomen. Not a birthmark, but it looks as if it was once a graft of skin or something, like in color, not texture. It's just a different color to the rest of my abdomen. I'm also ambidextrous. In not only can I write with my left and right hands, but I can do so at the same time. This actually has nothing to do with chimerism other than it's a really cool party trick and I wanted to brag. Anyway, all of these things together do not make me a chimera. There are other things as well. There are a few occasions where I've been hospitalized and the doctor has said to me, quite frankly and not jokingly, I should have died, but there have been things that have sustained me and my vitals have stayed really strong and they've been able to kind of proceed with um, procedures and, and they've pegged me as a fighter when really I shouldn't have been. So there was this kind of other other mysterious thing you can't really explain either. But all of this is enough to investigate further. The likelihood of me being a chimera is slim, so slim, but I'm hoping that the genetic testing may uncover a source of these issues, whether it's chimerism or something different. So rather than treating all these different issues individually, they might be able to say, actually, you have this and this is how we have to treat you moving forward. <clears throat> so after going through this process of elimination, my GP referred me to a genetics clinic in Sydney, but they weren't able to test me as they only did prenatal and neonatal testing. And they actually said they didn't know who that who I could be further referred to so while my doctor was looking to refer me elsewhere I found a vanishing twin expert from a university and we exchanged emails and details he reviewed my case on paper and also agreed that he thought there was something worth investigating and then he referred me to my current genetics clinic in Melbourne which is attached to another university I then had to get my doctor to refer me to the correct clinic as it's not something you can just walk in into and say like hey test me for chimerism I then had a telehealth consult with the professor who'll be looking after me and he too agreed that there was something worth investigating. In his words, I had piqued his interest. So after meeting with a panel of professionals, including a genetic psych, I have begun the testing process. The genetic psych is really important too because it's either a genetics counsellor or a genetic psych and they just want to make sure that you are in fact a legitimate candidate and you're not someone who has a symptom and you've run away you know or gone down a rabbit hole with research via google and come up with your own conclusions that you want to make sure that you do have uh, a condition worth investigating because it is timely expensive and can be invasive the first test i'm doing is called a microarray survey of chromosomes and this involves a cheek swab i thought it would be similar to like a little covid swab with a with a little q-tip on the end but it's quite a sizable swab and when you pop it in your mouth it absorbs all the saliva so your mouth is very dry and it's similar to like when you go to the dentist and they put those um, pads in the little trench between your cheek and your lower jaw and it just sucks up all that saliva it's the exact same thing 
Um, and so you aren't allowed food or drink one hour prior and then you swab between the bottom jaw and the cheek and it's quite dry at that stage so you are like really scraping it you do this 10 times each side then put it in this solution and tip the solution 15 times and now it's ready for testing i do hope to have results either before christmas or after new year then depending on those results i mean it may just be really obvious and be like bang on yep you have all these extra chromosomes um, that's extra dna in your chimera or depending on that i may have to do a blood test or tissue biopsy either on my thumb where those bizarre bubbles appear and they'll just um, compare the left thumb and the right thumb, which is the normal thumb, or invasive reproductive biopsy. And we'll hopefully see what is the source of my mutations. I'll say again, after all of that, none of these things are chimerism until my geneticist says it's so. The reason I'm so passionate about this, because as I've mentioned before, there are only three confirmed living natural chimeras and only a hundred ever recorded in history. But if you look at social media, there's apparently hundreds of them, if not thousands of people claiming to, buy, to be chimeras without ever being tested. Now I'm all for whatever floats your boat. And if you want to call yourself a chimera, so be it. But as I'm an advocate of embracing your uniqueness, some of these people have super cool mutations like heterochromia or polyosis, where a patch or sometimes half of your scalp, eyebrow, eyelashes, whatever, doesn't have melanin in it and it's blonde and it's different to the rest of your hair. So it kind of looks like heterochromia for your hair. Um, and it's so cool. And I just think it'd be really fantastic if people who have these conditions, instead of claiming to be chimeras without any proof, they could actually educate people on their mutation and possibly help to identify it for other people with the same condition. So let's look at some of these claims on, on social media where people think they have um, chimerism, but in fact, it's something else. Polyosis. As mentioned, this is really cool and such a beautiful mutation. And I'll do an episode on it this season. But if you think of Cruella DeVille and her two-toned hair, if her hair is natural, then it's polyosis. It's a mutant gene, not chimerism. It's where the skin has less melanin and does not give the hair follicles a color. It can be scalp, eyebrow, eyelashes, and pubic hair. Midline birthmarks, or just large birthmarks, similar to my patch of skin. A midline birthmark is just that, a birthmark. It can cut your abdomen right down the middle and, and really just look like two different sides. And it can make your stomach or your back appear two-toned. This is actually called Neva simplex or salmon patches. These are flat, pink or red marks that can appear anywhere on the body, including the midline areas. However, just to be certain, any large birthmark should warrant further investigation. But if your GP isn't concerned, then it's just a beautiful birthmark mutation and not chimerism. What about different types of birthmarks that appear in the sunlight and remain lighter as the rest of the skin gets darker? This could also be Nevis anemicus. This is a patch of skin that appears lighter than the surrounding area, not because it has less pigment, but because the blood vessels are constricted, reducing blood flow and hence the redness of the skin. Or it could be hypopigmented birthmarks. These are areas where the skin has less pigment than the surrounding tissue. They may become more noticeable when the surrounding skin tans as the contrast between the pigmented and hypopigmented areas increase. Or it could be vitiligo. This is a condition where the skin loses melanocytes, the cells responsible for producing skin pigment. The affected areas appear white, especially when the surrounding skin tans. Now, Michael Jackson was famous for this. Then there's heterochromia. There are people on TikTok with heterochromia who say this automat automatically makes them a chimera. 
No, no it doesn't. Episode 1 tells you that heterochromia is an excess of melanin in the eyes that changes one colour or a portion. Well, heterochromics are super cool. They aren't chimeras. And then there are the people who are on social media saying they have absorbed their twin. Now, I'd just like to ask, how on earth would they know without testing? Some say their mother was pregnant with twins in one ultrasound, but by the second ultrasound, one baby had disappeared. This is not chimerism. In the majority of cases, the second baby is either expelled and then during pregnancy, the mother will have um, uh, blood spotting and or more often than not. And in the majority of cases, it's actually the mother who absorbs the twin back into her system. And she can, in fact, have something what's called microchimerism, where she retains the different DNA for a time during the pregnancy and sometimes for a few months afterwards. But it generally goes away. What the surviving twin may experience is vanishing twin syndrome, where the surviving twin feels a sense of loss or a sense of having someone else with them without knowing why. And and this is the professor that I had reached out to and spoken with um, online, and I would love to actually do an episode on this and maybe have him interview as well. So we'll see if I can get him to do that. Um, the other important thing to note as well is that the ancestry sites cannot tell you if you're a chimera. They just don't do it. I get that in some countries healthcare is expensive, but there are people on TikTok who have spent their money on Ancestry.com and 23 sites looking for answers when in fact they could have just spent the money on getting properly tested, but I suppose it's content for them. Anyway, my point is, if you think you have chimerism, speak to your GP as the first protocol. If there's something there, that will help refer you to the right people. It's it's their job. They're not there to just kind of dismiss your, your symptoms. If they're concerned about something, GPs are the lifeblood of communities. They're amazing. There's a lot of important research that can be done with chimerism, so they're just not going to let you lie and go oh well could be maybe not won't refer you just ignore it the more the merrier but what i don't want is people leading audiences up the garden path with misinformation i mean lord knows there's enough misinformation on on social media i don't think anyone is willfully lying or anything like that but there's just a lot of misguidance around this whatever your condition is embrace it a gene mutation can be a really beautiful thing because it's rare and people love to learn about it because you are unique I'm going to keep you updated on my progress during other episodes. Um, it will likely not be chimerism. I'm, I'm not like counting on it. We'll see what they come up with, though. It could be nothing. I could just have a whole host of just individual symptoms. That would really suck. But anyway, always remember, you are perfectly imperfect and mutant. Also, please don't forget to rate my podcast. I've got thousands of downloads, but only 15 ratings, and I don't know how to... Um, you know, close that gap. I, I did read online that there's click farms and that there's a, a thing happening online where people are using click farms and random podcasts are racing to the top. And I don't want to do that. It'd be just really great if I could do it organically. And so please give me a rating. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs>